I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was I was watching that the other day. I was like, dude, that, the first one is great. Mm-hmm. The second one blows. Yeah, I agree. I was like, <laughs> oh, we were at a trainer meeting and somebody was like, trainers, <laughs> and like all of us were standing there. It's like uh. news team assemble. <laughs> uh, have you guys been here? The whole, we've been here the whole time, Ron. We've been here the whole time, Ron. It's like, uh, okay. All right, I'll do a little intro and then we will fire ourselves out of the cannon. Right. Um, all right, everybody, welcome back to the CrossFit Rife podcast, where we talk about the pursuit of health and happiness through CrossFit. Here with another one of our bomb ass members, Alicia Curley. Uh, who has very similar interests as I do. She is a huge lover of gangster rap yes. and bacon. Uh, and I love the way she says goats because she's from Minnesota. So um, Goats. 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 Um, cool. But um, yeah, so you guys already know the deal. The point of this podcast is, uh, is very selfish on my part. I just like talking to people. And I uh, just figured I would share those conversations. Uh, and you and I have had you know, many conversations in your time here. Uh, Some of them have been serious. Very few of them, though, most of them are full of absolute nonsense, uh, which is why why you're on the podcast. We're probably just going to do movie quotes for the next week. That's how my husband and I live life. That's perfect. (laughs) That's perfect. Uh, So real quick, tell... Tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of whatever version you want, short version, long version, you know, what brought you here, what's your background? Mm, My name is Alicia... I'm 31. (laughs) I have always wanted to do CrossFit, but I was big chicken. And one of my girlfriends who I met through my husband's command did CrossFit at 757. And she started doing classes at the Fort Story gym. So it's just not like actual CrossFit, but she just taught us the movements. Oh, okay. So I started doing that. Um, so you're doing it, but not doing it yeah. like on the DL, yeah. but not telling anybody. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why so it wasn't all, it wasn't structured like the, like the gym is. Yeah. But you guys are just working out. Yeah. Okay. So that is how I kind of got into it. And she was like, you're actually semi-decent. So you should try a gym. So a year later. <laughs> semi-decent. What does that mean? It's like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> well, you know, I don't suck, but I need some work. So a year goes by and I'm like, hey, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I Googled gyms next to me, and this one is lit, like 1.1 miles from my house. Gym owners, get your SEO on par. That was a good. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, uh, okay, so but what, did you have any? Because you play, you were an athlete growing up. Yeah, so yeah. I played three sports starting in fourth grade. I played basketball, volleyball, and softball. Okay. Uh, basketball, I was good because I have a big caboose and I know how to box box the out shit out of people. There you go. Uh, can't jump. Can't dribble with my right hand, but I was... Are you left-handed? I am left-handed. That explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So my coach basically put me in to foul people when the starters were getting up on their Listen, that's an important role on the basketball team. (laughs) We got to get into the double bonus here or get the other team (laughs) in double bonus because they can't shoot free throws. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, So did you play all three sports all the way through high school? Okay. So what was your favorite of the three? Softball. Okay, for that's sure. what I thought. That's the one that I was the best in. And What position did you play? Uh, I was backup pitcher, but I played outfield most of the time. Okay. So 
I are you, a, you're fast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Fast-ish. Uh, no, you're fast. I like play, I, I've watched you sprint, which is basically what you have to do in the outfield. And yeah, I have you're a, I have a really most. good arm, and I my hand-to-eye coordination was pretty decent. So I mean, it has to be in the outfield. Yeah. Uh, I was a catcher, and I could catch anything behind the plate. But if you put me in the outfield, I look like a drunk guy. Well, you can't be an outfielder in all your equipment. That's what I was doing wrong. <laughs> Nobody told me. Like, why are you wearing those shin guards? <laughs> yeah, right. They didn't tell me not to take them off. Uh, okay, so then you play all the way through high school, and then what happens after high school? So you're training a lot. So you're three seasons, super active, obviously. Uh, very similar to my high school career, I think. Uh, but then what happens after that? What do you do at what college? What? So I joined the Navy when I was 17. Okay. And then I... Can you even do that? Well, it was in the, I was in the debt program. Got so it, got I, it, got I, it. I didn't swear in, but I was in like the workout. Like, They're like, ready we got for? you yeah. when you're legal. Yeah, got pretty it. much. Okay. Um, and that had always been a goal of mine. I, was, I am the biggest daddy gr- daddy's girl in the world, and he was in the Navy. So I was like, well, let me just do that. Was your dad pumped? Uh, yeah, he's not a very emotional guy, but he was just like, he's like, good job. Good job. I'm proud of you. That's about <laughs> as emotional as he gets. <laughs> but yeah, I think he was, he, he still wears his Navy hat that I got him from 2005. So super classic. Yeah. Right. Is it from the ship? Yeah. Oh of yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you serve on that ship? He's like, hold your dad. Uh, he's 70. And then what ship are you on? I was on the USS San Antonio. It, amphib yeah yeah LPD. boom <laughs> that amphib life uh okay so then he could never have been on that because that's a newer platform yeah he yeah, was yeah. on subs yeah oh okay he's one of the weird ones yeah <laughs> go no down fit. with 100 no. come up with 50 couples <laughs> <laughs> uh which is okay it's fine everybody you yeah, can yeah, do that. yeah. Um, oh yeah not whatever, condoning that whatever floats your boat yeah um okay so then how long are you in the navy i was only four years Okay. And then, so you, what did, did you train a lot in the Navy or what did that look like once you went into? I did the PRT once or whatever it was. What is that? Every six months? Yeah. Yeah. Twice a year. They just changed it though. I think where you can opt out of the second one if you crush the first one, Oh. which I think is appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. So So, no, I didn't train. I steadily gained weight in the Navy. (laughs) Um, what did that look like do you mind if I ask like how much so I graduated high school at 160 and I think at that at my bill that was pretty decent like I feel like that that was a really good number at the time and I got out of the navy at 175 so I mean that's not like well I I had never I never made navy standards so I was always taped like I never made the weight yeah but if they're going by that I mean I I never made standards okay I was taped every every year I mean anybody who carries and uh, any more than normal muscle mass is going to get taped and mm-hmm. not and not make the BMI standards, which makes it really stupid. Yeah, uh, I was always a downer, like oh, okay. <laughs> but you always pass the test. Yeah, I always they always taped probably. my my neck first, and I, then that was it. As long as I passed the neck, then they didn't do the rest. Which I also don't understand. Me neither. Whatever. What the hell does your neck have to do with anything? I, don't know. Maybe. I am from Minnesota. I got some girth on me. Traps. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have traps like I did now, or like I do now back then. Okay. So then you get out of the Navy, and then what? I go to college. Where'd you go to school? TCC. And then you're a respiratory therapist now. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been doing that? Six years. 
Okay. Do you like it? Yeah. Not my end game, but yeah. What is your end game? PA school. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when do you want to do that by? 2020. It's like Finish or start? Start. Okay. I was going to say you'd have to be in school at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I just got accepted to a master's program and Sweet. I... And I started getting all the emails about registering for classes and participating in the forums. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, I hate school. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, so He'll be great. I don't know. Uh, school is not my jam. It's not mine either. But yeah, it's online. But it's at least in something that I'm like involved in. It's like yeah. sp- a master's in sports science. So we'll see. As long as I graduate. Yeah, absolutely. Bottom of the class is just fine. Yeah, they call it the dumbest doctor doctor, so that's what my mom always tells me. That's what they called the last guy that graduated the Naval Academy. They called him Sir. Oh, yeah, I was like, what'd they call him? (laughs) Asshole. Uh, No, the last guy, the the guy who graduates last academically from the Naval Academy is called the Anchorman. And the Anchorman gets a dollar from everybody in the class. Hold on. It's not what it sounds like. Oh, I was like, like, I'll take it. You do get a dollar, but when they present you with said dollars, said dollars are glued into a brick. Oh, bummer. So you can't use them. Yeah, so you get like a thousand bucks that's just like this big glue brick of dollars. I would Uh, still try. I was in the running. (laughs) I was up there. Uh, One time I was 1,012 out of 1,018 academically. Hey. It's funny because you... I somehow along the way like convinced myself that I was not that stupid. Mm-hmm. And then when I started going back to school because I was toying with going to dental school for a while, I had to get my transcripts back. And I had convinced myself that I had something like a 2.7 or 2, two something like that when I graduated. I got it back and I was like, oh, two one one. That's not very good. <laughs> it's a C <laughs> yeah. average, I think. It's a C minus. <laughs> uh, but graduated. Uh, but uh, yeah, I made it out. Not unscathed, but I made it. Yeah. Okay, so then what year is this that you started kind of dabbling in CrossFit uh, with your with your friend? Probably about three years ago. Okay. I, I met Lexi, the girl. Okay. I met her through my husband because her, her ex-husband and my husband used to work together at EOD. Got it. Um, so what it did was, he do over there? Uh, Mike's a GM. He worked. Oh, he that's right. At, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got was it. at 2 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but he, I'm sorry, after, so it was after Morgan was born cause I was bringing her to daycare at Fort Story. Oh, okay. Um, so probably three years ago ish. And she's four. She's four. She'll be five. Okay, that's what I say. Five when, cause she's right April. around. Yeah. Yeah. She's right around Logan's age. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Okay. You, um, have, you mentioned that Logan was supposed to be due like, cause Morgan's birthday is the 16th. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They were had like almost the exact same due date. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. 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 Okay. So, okay. So you meet. Uh, Lexi. Mm-hmm. Wait, Lexi is um. She's a Patrick Murphy's what? Uh, what's her husband's name? Uh, her ex-husband. He was a GM. Oh, maybe not the same person. Yeah. She, you know else. her though. She knows. Yeah, you guys. I do know her. I'm just thinking of a different couple. Sorry. Um. Okay, so she's kind of like, hey, you should do this. Yeah. And what does that look like when you guys are doing it? Uh, well, we were we would usually be outside in that little court area at Fort Story mm-hmm. and she would the, bring the weights out and she would have a, a wad ready and explain everything like she went it was a very very miniature version of what we have that's cool yeah it was it was I mean and she would teach us movements 
like that I had never, I didn't know how to do anything. I knew how to pick a barbell up, but I didn't know how to do like much of anything. And she would critique us, but it was much more laid back. Like it wasn't, I didn't think of it as like a, in a, as a competition standpoint, it was more of just like, yay, I'm actually moving again. Like my fat ass is not just sitting <laughs> down. <laughs> like, Did you think it was going to be a competition? No, 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 okay. no. But I, I really wanted to get it into the community, but I am a, the biggest chicken shit in the world and I don't like change and I don't like meeting new people because I can unbox. So that was like an easy way for me to be Socially like, awkward. hello. That's cool though. So I didn't know that. I kind of miss those days. Like there's a nostalgic part of me that misses like the old school CrossFit days. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love what is happening now in the CrossFit community, mm-hmm. but there's a bit of me that's like, man, you know, just the old school, like grab a barbell, go outside and mm-hmm. is, uh, is still cool. We should, we should do that more often, uh, just to get outside. Um, so this, most of the stuff was foreign to you. Did you not, when you were playing sports, you guys didn't do any sort of weightlifting? Well, we did weightlift. So I did like squats mm-hmm. and, um, presses and like the stupid that calf race thing that's the dumbest machine ever i think i'm gonna bring that back though really just because i have the small calf now (laughs) i feel like i need to get that sorted out Um, i'm kidding don't do that (laughs) oh i might (laughs) i'm a little self-conscious about it uh we did we did a lot of bench um a lot of dumbbell work yeah because we were trying to work all of our upper body oh for throwing Mm -hmm. got it and i i have always been bottom heavy Mm -hmm. and my legs have always been strong like compared to whatever, but yeah, so I've always been, I've always had a deficit with my belly button up strength wise. Uh, but I don't think that is abnormal for females. Like, I mean, I mean, having done this 10 years, that is by far, I mean, if a woman walks in here and can do a pull up, like she's an anomaly. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like I'm the only one. Who is it? Uh, We just had one. um, Heidi Best. She's a doctor, ER doctor. I know her. I work with her. Do you? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know she works here. Yeah. I mean, she works out here. She's a boss. Yeah. She's incredible. Blonde hair. Uh, Kind of. Maybe like a little dirty blonde. I know who she is. Yeah, yeah. She's an ER doctor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She came in she played college soccer yeah yeah and then she came in and she's like i was like do you have a pull-up she's like well only strict and i was like it's <laughs> like keep that to yourself yeah. don't tell people that yeah. i was like that's great uh yeah but sh- again she's the like that's those are like outside ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. uh the vast majority of females are um very deficient upper body strength and i think that's just because at some point when they're kids you know, it's not cool to do boy stuff, I you guess. know, in air quotes. They're just like, you know, girls don't do pull-ups when they absolutely should. <clears throat> and unless they were in gymnastics of any sort, they just stopped doing it. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool because, it, again, it's like one of those things once you start training again. We have all sorts of women here that could do pull-ups, man. I mean, yeah. like, pull-ups galore. Yeah. And the vast majority of them, if, like, high 90% of them did not have pull-ups when they came in, which I think is pretty badass. Yeah. So, um. So when you're learning this, is it weird? Is it, are you like intimidated by it or because you, the, or because the setting is not so social, you're like having a good time? Um, definitely intimidated because it was all new to me for the most part. Um, but it was, a, it was a lot of fun and I was like, man, this is nice. Like 
I can be strong at something and like I can be good at something again because I'm so used to being an athlete and then I just totally dropped off for about like six or seven years yeah and it sucked I I was so weak like I just hated feeling weak and then when I started doing this with Lexi and she's like yeah like you can really pull some weight and I'm like yes that's awesome that's what I want I just want to be strong again and when you and I ask this because a lot of women are freaked out about this, like that's what you wanted, I right? Want you're like, I want to be strong. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of women are freaked out because they're like, they equate strong with being big. Like, I'm already built like a brick shit house, so. I mean, but I mean, but you're definitely stronger yeah, than when you came in. Absolutely. But I wouldn't say that you've. I mean, it's not like you didn't walk in here, start lifting weights, and then you know people aren't looking at you and be like, she does steroids. <laughs> I hope not. Um. No, but I mean, and I think that's just a, a misconception about the female body in general. That just because you're strong, you have to be like jacked. Yeah. Um, but it's not true. I mean, we have all sorts of women here that can back squat well over 200 pounds. Absolutely. That like soccer moms just yeah. chilling. Yeah. Whoop your ass walking down the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So then, so you do that for like a year. Mm-hmm. And then what brings you in here? Well, because Lexi wanted me to go to 757 to her gym. And I was I was like, yes, okay, so I know somebody. It'll be yeah. easy for me. But I never pulled the trigger. And then I just got in, like, one of those down spurts after I had Morgan. Like, and I was still pretty weak. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, man, like, I am so out of shape. Yeah. I hate this. I really want to do something. And I've always wanted to do CrossFit. But I didn't, I didn't want to be that person that was like, oh, CrossFit's the cool thing. So let me go do it. You're the it, anti-CrossFit yes, person who I, wants no, to I do CrossFit. No, I was, and I feel so bad because I definitely was. I was a person like, whatever, you do, whatever. You're, Loser. You're, yeah. Get out of my face. Like, whatever. So That's interesting. I always wonder, like, how many people are floating around who are, like, really want to do CrossFit, but mm-hmm. think, but don't, but don't want to be part of the crowd. Yeah. Because so they're, like, anti-crowd. Yeah. But they're, like, but I really want to do this. Yeah, and then even after I started, I would go to work and be, like, yeah, I did. I would boat. I would. I was a. I was. I was a little bad. I'd go to. I'd go to work and be like, Yeah, I'm in cross. I do CrossFit, and I'm a two two day a weeker CrossFitter, and everybody would be like, Oh, you're part of that cult, and I'm like, Dude, yes. Yes, I am. I am. I'm part of that cult. But that's exactly how I felt. I'm like, I didn't want to be part of the. You don't want very, to admit it. Yeah, and it's very intimidating, being yeah. an outsider. You're like every single person is in shape, and they're all about healthy eating. Like, oh, this is gonna. Just, is that what you thought before you came in or yeah, what you absolutely. thought when you came in? No, after I got here, after like the first week, I was like, this is my jam. Like, this is where I need to be. And I still am not that like healthy eater. And I mean, I, I am. I, I've gotten tremendously better just from being in the community. But peer pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not peer pressure, but it's just in positive influence. Yeah. And I fold like a napkin under pressure. So you could pretty much get me to do anything with a little push. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just, I'm just saying, I'm that person that's like, I don't want to do it. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Damn it. Okay, damn, three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so let's go back to the nutrition real quick because mm-hmm. you, are you still doing the, um, you did like a new uh, sugar? So I did in the end of June, um, one of my good girlfriends here does, um, oh God, what is it called? Ba- beach fit, beach body, body. Oh god! Yeah, it something was, like that. I yeah, can't yeah. remember what it is. So she does. She's done, um, like a 
bikini competition before. Oh, okay. And she looks great. Mm-hmm. And even at her unhealthiest, she is like awesome. She's, mm-hmm. she's a beautiful woman. So she's getting ready to do one of those again. And she's like, hey, hop on the bandwagon. I was like, I'm definitely not signing up for one of them mofos. But <laughs> you got there's not enough tanner in the world to make me look <laughs> right to walk on one of those damn stages. And I would look like a, a deer. like trend. Anyways, so I was like, all right, I'll try it. So I did... No sugar, no carbs, no dairy for like six weeks. And my I felt the worst I'd ever felt in my life. Like the I, whole time? Uh, the fir- Okay, so that's also when I gave up soda. And I was... Sugar. Yeah, I was at least a, a soda a day type of person, especially at work. What kind of soda were you drinking? Uh, Diet Coke, Coke, whatever. Whatever I could grab. Anything. So Anything. you didn't have like a, a go-to? Uh, Diet Coke, definitely. Or like Coke okay. Zero. Yeah, that was my jam. Okay. But so I started that, and the first two weeks, that oh, that was so hard for me just to give up the, the soda. Not even everything else, just the soda. I was so addicted. I was mowing my lawn one day, and my neighbor across the street, like I had stopped to empty my bag. My mm-hmm. neighbor across the street cracked a beer, and just hearing that, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I, I was like, 7-Eleven is a block away. I could run like, there I was so, if I had to. I, I was, I was, and at, at that at that moment, I'm like, Jesus, Alicia, you have a problem. <laughs> like, you need AA for for caffeine soda drinker. Like, this is bad. So I still haven't, I have not had any soda since June, which is amazing. That's I, amazing. I know, and I don't crave it anymore, which is awesome. Food is a drug. It is, and I am totally addicted. My husband and I have a horrible addiction i mean i'm I'm as guilty as the next person like if you're gonna ask me like what my cheat meal is i would like like a coke and fries mm-hmm. um and i'll still do that occasionally but the longer i go <clears throat> without doing it the easier it gets yeah but when i do it man i'm like man i would really like to do that right now mm-hmm. and here's the funny thing i am never happy after i do it yeah <laughs> you're just like oh Never. I'm like, it's not what I wanted it to be. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. And then I feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm not doing this for at least another 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was a time in this where um, Mike, my husband, Mike, is good about trying to be good. Like he'll eat fast food on the way home before I cook him. That's considerate. Healthy. Yeah. Right. I mean, I can't fault him for that. He's not trying to get any. Yeah. Any, like he, whatever. But he came home once with five guys. And that used to be, oh, God, five guys. Just the I fries do. alone. I, yeah. Do you just, when you did this, would you just get the large and just eat it yourself? Yeah. I do. Yeah. I'll, they're like, sir, that's for four people. I'm like, no, no, that's for me. Yeah. Put it in the bag. <laughs> I want to see the grease. Like, double bag it, please. So he came home with five guys once, and I was like, oh, my gosh, let me just try one fry. And it wasn't good. Like, I didn't. it wasn't satisfying. And I don't know if it's because... It was just a bad batch of fries, which in my head is what it was. Uh, or if it's because my taste buds. I don't think that's a thing at Five Guys. Yeah, sorry. No. So, but after tasting it, I'm like, wow, like, this is kind of working. I don't even want these anymore. They're not that good. So, uh, I've been I've been toying around with doing that lately because mm-hmm. I kind of have a sweet tooth, and I just want to do it just because. Yeah. I, I don't eat a lot of sugar. However, I can eat an obscene amount of sugar. Yeah. Uh, it's it's alarming. Mm-hmm. Um. For instance, Jess will not have cake in the house because I will literally eat an entire cake. I will eat cake until I get sick. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, oh, this is gross. And then the next day I'll be like, do we have any more of that cake? Yep. And she's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Every time you pass it, you just take, like, I would keep a fork out and just 
Oh, I wouldn't even do that. I just I would just cut like a half a cake would be my <laughs> slice. You can have a slice to just cut it down <laughs> half and slap it on a plate. And if I had my if I had my choice, I would just take all of the icing off of it, throw the cake away, and just eat the icing. Oh, I'm the opposite. Yeah, yeah no, I mean it's bad. <laughs> so I really have to watch that. Um, and, and I'm joking, but I'm not joking. But mm-hmm. I don't because I don't eat that way very often. Mm-hmm. But I'm very capable of it, and I because it's really good and yeah. it feels really rewarding. But I always feel like shit afterwards. Yeah. So when you're going through that, how bad? Like it's bad for how many weeks of the six, three, four? Not, uh, no, two? so the first two weeks were really bad with sugar. Like I, I, I knew it, I knew it was going to be bad. It was like putting a nicotine patch on me. Like Jesus, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started feeling really weak, not eating carbs, but I, my body is so used to me eating. Like I eat a shitload of carbs. It is tremendous. And it's, they're not the good ones either. So I started feeling really, really weak. And I have hypothyroidism anyway, so I'm always, like, sluggish. Um, but that, it was really – I would go to work, and I'd be like, uh, 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 like, I couldn't think straight. Okay. And it got bad for a while. And then so I started implementing carbs, meaning, like, toast. I would eat a piece of toast or two pieces of toast in the morning. What kind of toast? Like, regular, like, white bread? or uh, I would try to be good and get wheat, right? Yeah, as good as you can, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then – throughout the day I would still just not eat any carbs but then also I wasn't eating enough protein so that and I didn't know that then but I, that's why I was so like "Ooh, I'm dying so how did like, you find out you were under eating on protein um Brittany <laughs> Britt Bailey. oh got it yeah so and um <clears throat> I went to that I go to that five star nutrition yeah on supplement store yeah okay so I go there um one time I just walk in because I wanted to use that in-body thing, actually. Mm-hmm. Which we have now, by the way. I know. Um, so I <laughs> like, I don't want to use yours. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's going to tell me I'm way fatter than what I am. You guys are going to judge me. You're going to keep my results and post them up somewhere and be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this bet. Instagram. Yeah. Check this out. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of our fat members. <laughs> As you could tell. No. So I go in there and just ask one of the... And you know what? It's so weird walking in there and you have these dudes that are like... This is... I don't want to sound horrible like anyways this it's is, okay this is it's the asian, internet this little asian guy right he's like muscle upon like he's got he's his one muscles of those, have muscles yeah like his t-shirt you have to like push it up to get over his bicep type of guy and i'm just like man fuck i didn't come here for that <coughs> sorry can i cuss i'm sorry it's a kid's show i'm sorry <laughs> i apologize yeah you could literally say whatever you want okay yeah the I, fcc has no uh governance here so <laughs> i walk in and i just see this dude and i'm like oh man he's judging me already because i'm judging him but then, yeah. How does that feel, Judgey McJudgerson? Hey, that is my New Year's resolution every year. So stop. Not judge. Yeah, it's hard. It is really hard. <laughs> I was gonna say something horrible, but I won't. I wish you would have. It would have no, made, made okay. the podcast much better. Walmart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I walk in there, and then they always do the. Oh, so what is your nutrition like? Like, what do you eat at this time and this time and this time? And they were like, Yeah, you are not eating protein mm-hmm. at all. So they tell me to try to eat a gram of protein per body fat. I weigh 209 pounds. Like, that's a per, lot. Not per body fat. Per pound, pound. of lean body mass. No, right? they said pound of weight. So they were trying to have me no. eat 200 pounds yeah, or 200 grams of protein a day. That is not good advice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody would, anybody who actually knows what they're doing. And I do not claim to be a nutrition specialist. I do know quite a few. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it, the general recommendation that you're going to get from most people that kind of know what they're doing Mm -hmm. is one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. So your body weight minus your body fat, and then you get a new number. So for most people, it's way under that. It's like, for a lot of people, it's like anywhere between. Mine's one forty six, and the only reason yeah, I know so that's that lean is because... po- so yeah, so that's lean body mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I only know so that's a Brittany that's a reasonable did. number. Yeah, yeah, because I was able to hit about one eighty a couple of days in a week, but that was with me drinking one hundred eighty pro- grams of protein. Yeah, that's a lot. I, but that was work. with me eating two or drinking two protein shakes a day at least, at least two, and they're twenty grams a piece. So, so how did that? How long were you able to? try to do that i think i lasted like five days and i was like this is yes too much crazy i never do you know what you're eating roughly now as far as lean as far as protein uh i it uh, at work it's a little harder but average about 115 to 125 that's pretty good yeah i mean and that's doable i can definitely well and depending on what you were trying to do that that would potentially be somebody's recommendation as is slightly like calorically restricted to oh. if, if you were trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, that I would tell you, and I'll have Jess on the podcast too, to talk to her about that because by and large, the number one error that we see when people come in and want to talk nutrition is they are grossly under eating protein. Yeah. I mean, some people come in and they are like, you look <clears throat> at what they're eating on paper and it would qualify for starvation. So quick story about that. When I first started here, like the very first month in January, I did that. Um, I had Jess for a nutrition coach yep. for the first month mm-hmm. and I brought my stuff in and she's like, so what you ate for like the first eight hours is what I eat in one meal. And I was like, no freaking way. Like, that's crazy. And I actually, her program works wonders because I, I lost like f- 17 pounds I think in 30 days which just tells me that I need to lose it right and my body's just like get off and I well I also don't there's this misconception that the only way to lose weight is to underfeed right is to calorically restrict Mm -hmm. when you can just rearrange your macronutrients uh and actually eat more yeah I'm really curious I would venture to say that the vast majority of the people that she's worked with she has fed them more food and they've Mm -hmm. lost a substantial amount of weight yeah when she gave me my like my nu- my nutrition guide, she basically just listed every food and like don't take more or don't have more than like a two or three hour gap between eating. At first, I, yeah. I I would I would be at like at, at work at ten o'clock in the morning, being like I can't, I can't eat this anymore. Like it is painful to eat because I had never eaten that much in that short a time ever in my life. And then but, when you're doing that, is there a fear that you're you're like this is bad? I'm going to, um, or is it just work and you're just like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. It was just, it was work to be honest. Like meal prepping sucks. Like that's why I f- totally <laughs> fell off that bandwagon after I got off her nutrition, mm-hmm. um, system, but it, it's, I'm lazy. I'm a lazy person by nature, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think so. I, th- I think the whole food prepping falls into a certain personality type. Yeah. Like I'm never going to food prep. Like I just don't. I just don't really enjoy it. However, I, with regard to food, the king of monotony. If you literally fed me the same meal five times a day, it would probably take me a decade before I would stand up and be like, I feel like I want something else. (laughs) This is getting old. When I was in one of my 
one deployment. I forget what deployment it was. I was in Iraq. Mm-hmm. I ate chicken and broccoli for six months. Chicken tartrazzini MRE. Dude. <clears throat> Beautiful. Chicken and broccoli for six months. <laughs> and I was fine. And it probably, and it wasn't even, this is not good food yeah. either, by the way. This is like terrible. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, whatever. It's food. I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't need that variety. Jess likes variety. I'm just like, yeah, can we just do that again? It's easy. Mm-hmm. I won't be hungry and then I'll move on with what I need to do. So I don't think you have to be like a, a meal prepper. I think you just have to find what it is that you like yeah. that kind of falls within that the parameters of what you want to do and then execute it that way. Uh, and that's what I try to recommend to people is don't change who you are. Try to take the plan and fit it to your personality. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're a lot of people are going to struggle with, you know, taking their habits and dumping them upside down. Yeah. It's like start real small. Okay. You don't like to do that. Okay. Well, let's not cut it out completely and go cold Turkey. Let's slowly eliminate it over time. You know, go from one soda a day to half a soda a day, mm-hmm. like drink half of it, throw it away. Um, we've had somebody else in here came in. <clears throat> I think it was Dan. Cause I asked him what he was eating and drinking. And I was like, what are you drinking? He's like, I just drink a lot of soda. I was like, well, what's a lot. It's like a 12 pack a day. I was like, like a week. And he was like, no, he's like, sometimes they'll do it in a day. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, so I mean, he did the same thing doing nothing, but bringing that number down. He lost a ton of weight just by not drinking. And that, okay. So that is also a huge thing with me. So when I gave, when I did this like massive cleanse of no sugar, dairy, or carbs, I I was like, I have got to lose weight. Like it's just going to fall off me. Like Mm -hmm. it's got to happen. I didn't lose a single pound. I've lost, I lost inches, which I know is good, but in my head, I'm like, I did not lose a single pound. But your body composition changed, right? Yeah. And it's just... I, when I see people who quit something and they just drop a crap load of weight, it's just yeah. so discouraging. But I know with my, my thyroid is like, it, it, I mean, I don't know why I still have it in my body because I'm on the highest dose of uh, Synthroid you can take a day. And really? Yeah. My, 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 whenever time, excuse me, every time mm. I go to my endocrinologist, my doctor is just like, you have a metabolism of a 60 year old. And I'm like, Hey, Great. That's awesome. Thanks Thank for you. the pep talk. For real. And then they're like, well, why haven't you lost any weight? Oh, I wonder why. Asshole. Wait. So, <laughs> uh, so, and none of that has changed with any of the nutrition stuff you've tried thus far? My my thyroid? Mm-hmm. No. It's stayed completely the same. It's finally leveled off, but like I said, I'm on the highest <clears throat> dose of Synthroid a day. It's 300 micrograms a day. <laughs> it is insane. Like, they don't even, like, FDA doesn't approve anything higher than that. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I have definitely changed my diet overall. Like, I'm not yeah. super healthy, but overall my eating has gotten a what, lot better. What did you learn from that six-week kind of, like, cleanse, if you will? Like, what was your big takeaways? When you you're, Okay, so you ate, um, no, you ate no sugar for six weeks, and mm-hmm. then you're like, at the end of that, here's what I got out of it. I mean, I – okay, so it was really hard for the first couple of weeks. I got really weak – for the rest. But then by the end of it, it was like a fog kind of was lifted. Right. I was at, when I started implementing carbs again is actually when I started being like, okay, like I can do this. Carbs break down into simple sugars. I don't need to eat extra sugar. And I, that's when I started actually researching. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to research. That's like good I, though. I like to it can be bad though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a web MDer, but I'm, that's good. <laughs> 
I have enough of those people as patients. I've got cancer. Yeah. You're like, no, you don't. You're pretty much going to die. Anyways, <laughs> so it opened my eyes in the fact of like, I, I can love food. Like I can be addicted to food, but it can be like healthy and it can still yeah. be good for you. And it just seasonings. That's all you need. Just seasonings. Makes everything good. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. You know? I, I, I would say I'm about 60% better than what I was before I even did CrossFit. There are def- like, I don't have cheat days cause every day is a cheat day for me then, but I try to limit my intake, but not restrict if that makes sense. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Like I bought Halloween candy yesterday. Yeah. It's Halloween. Yeah, so well, I, it's not I, Halloween yet. I mean, it's two weeks before, but you know, you're prepping, <laughs> which I probably shouldn't prep until like the day before. But I bought Halloween candy and... Have you been eating it? Yeah. Not a lot. I had three pieces last night. Shut up, Jason. Are you eating it at a rate (laughs) there will be no Halloween candy for the kids that come trick-or-treating at your house? No, because I'm going to put it away. (laughs) I'm going to put it somewhere and hopefully forget about it. Or buy more. Or buy more. Yeah. That's just... Just buy more. Problem solved. Problem Mm -hmm. solved. They won't run out. Uh, Yeah. I think think that's a pretty common story when people cut out sugar because it, it is such an addictive... Yeah. It was crazy. Piece of the whole nutrition <clears throat> kind of puzzle. And it can be really tough to kick because it because it is addicting. You're like, I really, really need to have it. And mm-hmm. but then once everybody that I know that has done it, once you get through it, you're like, eh, I don't really need it. Yeah. And like you said before, it doesn't taste the same when you mm-hmm. come back to it. Yeah. It's actually not that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I'm like always disappointed when I do cheat meals. Like I'm just like this is not what I remember it being. Like this, <laughs> I was this was going to be so great, and I not only don't feel good, but didn't enjoy it. So mm-hmm. like there was literally zero reward for this. Mm-hmm. So I do it less and less now. Uh, okay, cool. So I want to backtrack a little bit because you brought it up earlier about. Um, uh, so Morgan is going to be five in April, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a hard age. I don't know how low is, but man, this is a hard age. Is she why? Ta, she's be, she's becoming her own person, and it's hard for me. I so like I said, I'm really hard with change, and I'm so type A that I want I want to be like go clean up your room, and I, she should go do it. And the fact that she doesn't, it's like whew, I have to. I'm I have no patience. Like being a parent has not helped my patience at all. At all, I that's one thing I need to work on for sure. But it's. I mean, I don't disagree with that. It's frustrating. So do you it's, not it's, make her go clean her room? No, I make her go oh, clean okay. her room. Well, but it's after arguing. But it, if I were to just be less of a dick, then maybe she would have done it earlier <laughs> instead of being like, you need to go do this or this. Like, Probably know. not. I don't know. Parenting is hard. <laughs> it's definitely not easy. Yeah. The... Uh, may I have maybe I have a lot of my dad as far as like parenting goes, which is... We're not negotiating here. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I forgot that I saw this on one show. It's like some. Oh, it was uh, what Red Stick Fire or what was the what was the gun show that they had on History Channel about the I forget what it was. I don't know. Anyway, but he was talking to one of the guys. He's like, "Oh, you must have confused this for a conversation." <laughs> it's not. This is me telling you what to do. Yeah. And that's how my dad was. He's was like, "Yeah, I'm not asking you. Mm-hmm. Go do it." Yeah. And you know, we're not. We don't like crush Logan, but. I mean, I think that one of the best pieces of advice I ever got from a parenting standpoint was, hey, if you're going to lay down an ultimatum, you have to be prepared to follow through. Yeah. If you don't, then you just forfeit all power yep. that you have. So if it's like, hey, if you don't do that, you're going in timeout. When they don't do it, 
they got to go in timeout. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. And <clears throat> she's pretty easy, but, yeah, she's the same. She's kind of in the same boat where she's kind of, like, doesn't want to do things now. And her new thing is I don't like it. Yeah. It's actually I don't like it either. <laughs> Even she totally misuses the word either. Mm-hmm. She, hey, go put your pajamas. I don't like it either. Either than what? I didn't give you two <laughs> options. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Morgan's so, the same way. I'm like, what? where did you learn either? I yeah. talk to this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's fun though. It's like a lot of it is really, like, really funny. Because yeah, they're not bad kids. Yeah, they're they're not. just like trying to learn their way in the world. Right. Um, but to push the limits. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that never stops. Yeah. So what, um, how long postpartum was it before you started training with Lexi? Probably when you a like, year. Okay. Did I had that, postpartum really bad and it lasted for a long time. Even into when you were training? Mm-hmm. But that helped like just moving, getting off my ass was mm-hmm. what I needed. Yeah, there's a lot more. Uh, there's been a lot of recent studies and research done with regard to PTSD and the effects of just moving mm-hmm. um, with regard to depression and how it helps. Uh, but Jess was the same way uh, after Logan, like a lot of a lot of postpartum. Yeah. And probably about the same time, about a year. And it was rough. Yeah. It was rough. I just didn't expect it to turn my world completely upside down. Like it even started in the hospital because I did just deliver at Portsmouth. Yep. So at every other hospital, <laughs> they take the baby away and they allow mom, the mom to sleep and then they bring baby back for feeding. And then they bring, like, you get those rest times. I didn't times. know that. Yeah. And working at a hospital and I worked in the NICU for two years. That's when I was like, all right, I'm going to have this kid. They're going to take her away so I can sleep. No. Portsmouth, they just leave them in the, in the room. And I'm like, hey, what? No, this isn't, this isn't how, I need to sleep. Like I. Yeah. Take her away from me. I just took the, you, like, <laughs> did, uh, were you, were you C-section or no, natural? Yeah, yeah. I just pooped her right out. That's yeah. basically what happened. But I mean, I literally have never done that and will never do that, but I got to <laughs> imagine that's pretty exhausting. Yeah. I went to nine centimeters without an epidural because I wanted to be one of those people that was like, Meh, natural. <laughs> yeah. And, and then. Like, I don't need it. <laughs> you better give me those drugs right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. They came in. They're like, this is your last chance. And I'm like, yeah, do it. And then they put it in and it didn't even work. Like I was numb on my left side and my right side. I, whatever. I didn't know that that was a uh, standard practice for epidural. Uh, no, for, uh, to take the baby and then bring it back in. Yeah, absolutely. At, at ours was a little different. So that was an emergency deal where they're like, oh, literally yeah. had to just yeah. yep, yep. whip her off to the NICU. But yeah. I would think that'd be a little weird take to, to take the baby. Yeah. They, I mean, I know they have to clean the baby up and make sure everything's good, but no. Yeah. So mom gets like an hour. I mean, they don't put a time limit on it, but you have yeah. your, your skin to skin time. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, do you want to rest? We can take the baby. And, and if it's healthy and everything, they take it to the nursery for three hours and they, or two and a half to three hours, bring them back when they're hungry, you feed and then they take them away. And it's like, oh, huh? where in the hell was this? That's interesting. It is. So you think that made it more stressful? Like not getting that kind of just reprieve just, from just yeah. like a little break? Yeah. Like I, I just assumed I was going to get a break. And then I had a lot of problems with breastfeeding and then I ended up not breastfeeding and then I got all that negativity from even my doctors from not breastfeeding. I had no idea how big of a deal that was either. Oh my God. They were like, okay, the golden hour, which is whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tried that and then her and I just weren't clashing. Like I loved her, but I did not like Morgan until she was about five months old. 
like I just was not expecting everything that came with having a kid like I knew what was going to happen but I didn't know how do you know though I mean like uh, just from working in the working with babies yeah, and kind of seeing you still, it, but it's like you don't yeah. know until you know. Yeah, you, like yeah, it's all you, you, you like you don't know until they're like, "Here's your kid," and you're yeah. just like, "Oh my god!" Like, what am I gonna do? For real? Like, I had to. I bit her fingernails because I didn't want to cut. Like, it was, I was crazy. I was a stupid. Ugh. Okay, so then, so you start training, and that you start feeling better at this point. Yeah, yeah, because I started getting strong, and I I like training. Like I I like working out and. I'm I'm not one of those people that can work out by themselves because I'm not self-motivating. So being in a class was what I really needed. Like I can't just go out. Well, now I can go out and run and not completely hate myself. But before I'd get like a block and I'm like, this is stupid. And I'd stop. Yeah, I would classify you. I mean, most of the time it's in humor, but like you're you're pretty self-deprecating. Yeah, I am. Which I appreciate. Yeah. My uh-huh. whole life, because I, all right, this is going to sound really horrible, but you know how you always have your group of friends and then you always have like the thicker one. I'm going to say thick just to be nice to myself, but I was that person. Okay. Like I was always the bigger one. All my girlfriends were like little Barbies. Even to this day, they're all still beautiful. And I know I'm beautiful in my own way, <laughs> but I've always been a little <laughs> thicker. <laughs> it's like, I'm not part of the, the three, five, seven club. Did you know they used to make jeans and there's a, a store that just did three, five, seven. Sizes. Sizes? Yeah. That's what the name of the store was? Yeah, 357. I feel like that's discrimination. For real? Where's my 10, 12, 14 girls? Hello. Right. Uh, okay, so then. But yeah, I've always, I I am humorous because otherwise I would probably shoot myself. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of like a defense mechanism? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I get it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I was voted class clown, so. That makes it any better. <laughs> I could see that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I appreciate your humor. Like yeah. it's very dry in many cases. And I feel like sometimes I'm the only person that gets it, yeah. which makes it funny. I know. And I grew up with Josh brothers. Josh Bailey gets it. So, yeah. Josh is exactly like my brothers. It's amazing. Um, okay. So then let's fast forward a little bit and talk mm-hmm. about when you come in here. So mm-hmm. when you come in here, you alluded to it a little bit earlier. It wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Mm-mm. No, not oh, – well, okay, so when I came in for that interview, mm-hmm. before we even did the – whatever you call it, the – Yeah, the five intro. Movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so nervous. Like, I was at home. Like, I got dressed and do like, I felt like I was going on a first date. I was like, oh, my God, Mike, like, I hope he likes me. <laughs> do I look okay? Like, do I look like I'm trying too hard? Like, I was like, where are you going? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to – yeah, but I was so nervous. And before I left, Mike was like, you're going to kill it, right? Like, I needed uh, – I needed – a, a talk to be Go able to get come him, in, Jagger. yeah, just to come in here and talk to you. But I was so nervous. I thought because of the hype, I thought for sure I was going to come in here and be like, "You're not what we're looking for." Really? I, yes. I'm like, okay, I, I I was an athlete when I was a kid, so maybe he'll see that. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just walk in and immediately be like, "I played softball." And I you're play, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> "My name's Jason." I, don't know, like. yeah. I was so nervous, Jason. So, that, so nervous. Uh, no, so I do. I'm totally aware of that now. Because we've just been doing this so long, we've met so many people, mm-hmm. and for the life of me, like, and and that is kind of the point of this podcast is is to try to reach people on a different level. Because I don't know how else to kind of break down those barriers. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'm at a loss. I'm like, we're not we're not jerks. Like we're not judgmental. Like this is really fun. This is a great place to be. Yeah. And it's just like you got to get people in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like I thought for sure there was going to be a lunk alarm. You know, from, really? Yeah. But the opposite. Opposite, absolutely. Yeah. What would we call that? Unfit. <laughs> the unfit alarm. We have to come up with a sound. Go for to that. the corner. Yeah. <laughs> like a fart <laughs> or, or a fat person. <gasps> just just video of me running, and then we'll put that. In the, <laughs> <laughs> just the just the, the audio of heavy breathing. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so then it wasn't that. No, I. So give yeah. me, so yeah, give me, give me your recollection of the meeting. I, I'm I'm genuinely curious at this point. Um, I was glad that it was like a sit down, <laughs> like how we sat on the couches in the mm-hmm. front. It made it a lot more comfortable. And the fact that you put your feet up, I was like, all right, this guy's chill. Like, I can relax. Cause did you put, you your, put your feet up too? No. No, I was very, okay, I felt like it. I was in an interview. Okay. It was very proper. <laughs> like I was like, ooh, don't say the wrong thing, Alicia. Don't say the wrong thing. <laughs> don't be stupid. Don't let him see anything. Um, the Frozen song just came in my head. Don't let them in. Oh, no, anyways. Um, I just got like the weird tick because I, that song gives me the, I've heard it way too many times. Yeah, yeah. So the interview went really well. I felt like you were asking good questions that I could be like, okay, yes. I can, I, I feel good, like I'm comfortable, and I had a really good vibe, and I left, and I was like one of those giddy, like, cool. I, I really felt like it was a first date that went really well. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's kind of, that's, we've done it so many different ways mm-hmm. over the years, but what we have found to be super effective as far as just like bringing people's anxiety down, because mm-hmm. one thing I am totally 100% empathetic to now, having done this a long time, is like, this is intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell the staff all the time, there is no other way that you should look at this when a new person comes in other than they are intimidated. Yeah. You'll know immediately if they are not, but yeah. the assumption should be that they are intimidated mm-hmm. and we have to do everything we can as fast as possible to make them not feel that way. Yeah. And what we found is immediately bring them in and start doing physical things is not the recipe for success. Okay. When we bring people in, mm-hmm. you know, the first thing is come in and just ask them why they're there. Like, mm-hmm. wh- what can we do for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'd be shocked, like, what people will tell you the first day. I found, like, the best thing is just to shut your mouth. Yeah. How can I help you? And then just be quiet. And they're just like, Bleh! yeah. Right. And we're like, wow, that was a lot. <laughs> we just met. Um, but it's, it's, but it's awesome. <laughs> but it's, but it's, uh, but it's really great because that's w- actually what we want. Yeah. I, like, I want to know why you're here because mm-hmm. if I know why you're here, then I can help you. Yeah. Um, but, man, we've done it poorly, but I'm glad I got it right with I've, that one. Yeah, I mean, I f- I'm telling you, I felt awesome. Like, I went home and was like, yes, I get to, I think you had me come back a couple of days later mm-hmm. to do the yep. the test. And then even during that test, um, you were like, do a squat. And then you were like, wow. And then you asked somebody like, hey, have you seen someone do a squat like this on their first day? And I was I like, I think you did yes. an overhead squat. I can't remember what I it was. I think it was an overhead squat and I was because I do I just there are some you, people that have come in here that on the on their first day can overhead squat and I'm just like you have no idea how good that is. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. Yeah. It's still But I'm perfect. like the biggest limiting factor for people when they start CrossFit is not that they're out of shape and it's not that they're weak. Mm-hmm. The thing that crushes people is lack of mobility yeah. because it makes everything harder. Yeah. Like if you can't get in good positions, like everything is just a real pain. Mm-hmm. So when people come in that can get themselves in proper positions, 
I just kind of throw my hands up. I'm like, you're going to be fine. Like you're going to be fine Yeah. because you have all the advantages that most people don't. You have all the mechanical advantage uh, and maybe we just need to get a little bit stronger, which will happen over time. Yeah. So, and that um, was great to hear that I was ahead of, ahead of the game essentially. Yeah. And then even with the row, I, I think you had me do 500 meters or something. And I think you crushed the road. Yeah. Too. Like I, I was trying to be impressive obviously, but um, I was impressed. Well, thanks. I was trying my hardest not to let you down. <laughs> uh, put me in a box. I don't like it. I don't like new things, but yeah, whole it wheel of cheese. I definitely felt so much better leaving the interview and the test mm-hmm. just because of the way that you like, you, you are such an intimidating person at, at first. Obviously, no, not anymore. But the way that you, you spoke uh, to Just me like posture-wise or like just the way I look. Yeah, I do have a resting dick face sometimes. Oh, well, but. yeah. We're one and the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, y- your posture, yeah, you definitely have that very like – you're very – I don't know. I was going to say mature, but that's the wrong word. You are, but that's not what I was thinking of. I know like, what you're saying. Like you, you always have your arms crossed. I and know. It's like, wow, this guy's – He's got it. <laughs> like, that's yeah, but I but I tr- that's something I'm I'm like I think about a lot now. Why? Because it's intimidating. Oh. Even though I don't intend it to be. Mm-hmm. Just my they your say, face. Yeah. You know, so uh, like I do this sometimes. Like I will just walk around and practice smiling at people. <laughs> I I am dead serious because it's not natural at first. Yeah. So if you're trying to smile and you're forcing it, then it looks real weird. Yeah. Then they're like, what a creeper? Like, what is your deal? <laughs> so it takes practice yeah. before like your, and, and then it's not forced anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it, then it is a genuine smile of like, Hey, I'm just smiling at you to tell you good morning. Yeah. But that was a re and it wasn't cause I'm unhappy or grumpy. Mm-hmm. It's just because like smiling at people was not my natural state. Yeah. And uh, that's, yeah, that's something I've had to practice a lot. Uh, and then constantly being aware of what I'm doing. Yeah. Because this can, this it's can give, a, it, well, it can also be a judgmental type yeah, stance. You're like, absolutely. oh, he's over there judging me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I like assume, I, and that's kind of my natural, this is like my comfort. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in here tight. Yeah. It's closed off. And I try to get out of that real quick if I find myself in that state because I, people are judging me why, why, because they think I'm judging, even though I'm not. I'm probably thinking deep thoughts of whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. by Jack Handy. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. And then, I mean, I think you've had like a pretty awesome like evolution since you've been here. Like you've kind of found your sweet spot, I think, as far as like, you know, I think when people come in, they find what they're good at. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like managing what you're bad at or yeah. what you're, what you don't like. Yeah. And, but I think you've gotten better at a lot of the things that initially you were just like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Like the running. Yeah. Running. I can do without dying ish. You just ran a half. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't you? Mm-hmm. Didn't die. I didn't die. It you're, was the hardest. Here. No, like oh, this is going to sound really fucking weird, but no. you were in my head from like mile nine to 12, which is more of like, like I appreciate it because you're like a coach, Mm -hmm. but I remember you saying pretty much any, not anybody, but any average person can run a half marathon. It's running a full is what you have to train for. But then I remember you also saying when you ran a full, you hit like mile 17 and you were just like, I can't, I'm not doing this. Devastated. Yeah. That's how I was at mile seven. But you could do it. I know. I know I could, but I, I had to really 
be like, oh my God, Alicia, come on. Like you trained for this. You can do it. Who cares if you finish under your or over your goal? Like just, and I knew I was going to finish, but, but I, you didn't finish over the goal. No, I didn't finish. You finished. I finished under. Under. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, okay. but yeah, it was really hard <laughs> mentally, physically. I could have done it a lot better. I think the mental piece is the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my thing through all of it. Like I, my mental game has always been really weak and that's just because of, I think that has to do with me being insecure with myself. Has it improved since you started CrossFit? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm still not noticeably at, like, are you like coaching yourself through things outside of the gym now? Yeah. And I feel like I'm a lot more confident even at work. I, I mean, I, I think I, I'm more approachable or I, okay. I, I will approach people that I don't know That's more cool. now. But that's super cool. Yeah, I'm definitely, like you said, self-deprecating. Like I, yeah, but that's okay. That that can be that can be a mechanism to get uh, people, um, to actually be more like more a little bit more open. Yeah. You know, where they're like, oh, she's not like all into herself or whatever, or he's not all into herself. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, I but I do in workouts, especially with cardio. What was the? There was one on. Anyway, there Did you was do a, yesterday's? Uh, no, I wasn't. Cherry but picker. I missed it. I, I, I looked at it and I was like, I'm damn it. Kidding. I really wanted... I was working. Shut up. Um, there was a workout on a Monday and I really wanted it to be cardio and it was... I can't remember what it was, but I was like excited about it. And I, I remember thinking like, wow, you're excited about running. That's cool. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> no, that's great. Because I want to get back into running. I've told... After the half in September, I was like, whatever. It can be therapeutic for a lot of people. Yeah. So I, I, I enjoy all aspects of the wad now rather than just like the strength days. That's cool. Yeah. Even though I still can't, I won't say suck, but even though I still can't do a lot of the movements, it's. Do you think that's because now you, you are just a little bit more mentally equipped to deal with it? Yeah. And I feel like now that I feel strong and I'm like happy at where I'm at strength wise, now I can start working on like the tedious gymnastic movements. More. Yeah, gymnastics takes forever. It God, does. it takes so long. It sucks. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Um Do you listen to podcasts or read books? Um not as often as I should. Are you listening to any or reading anything right now? No. Nothing? Mm-mm. Seen any movies lately? Uh <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. My husband and I watch a lot of um like ser- um, series, Netflix. Like, uh, series. Yeah, we're watching the Vikings right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just finished watching the '90s, and I, I watched like. I heard that was good, though. It's great. Is that? I watch like two Netflix series a year, maybe three. Okay. And somebody's like, "Dude, it's amazing." Yeah. And I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty good." So, recommend it, everybody. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, last thing, you get to ask me any question you want about anything. About anything. Anything. I don't want to think too hard or too long. No, no, no. The fir- I, purposely, first- I purposely don't tell people this ahead of time, so I have an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as we release all the podcasts, everybody's going to know, and yeah. they're going to prep. Yeah. Um, are you excited for the new baby? I am excited. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm also, oh, man, selfishly, I'm scared. Why? Oh, because of everything with low? Well, no, that's not actually what scares me. I'm afraid that we're going to have a – he's, like, not going to sleep. Because Lo was so good. 
Yeah, like outside of the first 90 days, I mean, mm-hmm. like she's a dream. Like slept all through the night, never mm-hmm. cried, never mm-hmm. anything. And like that's my fear is that this one is going to be the opposite of that. You never know. Yeah. They, they, It usually does seem to do that. But I mean, having Logan so early obviously sucked. But NICU babies, they always are the best sleepers. Ballers, and, man. Ugh, I'm, I mean, Morgan was a great sleeper. Thankfully, I would have eaten a bullet a long time ago. But... Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, I'm excited. Do you have a name picked out? We've been working on it. Oh, that's not fun. The we I picked the first one real fast, and then the second one, it's a little harder. I don't know if it's because it's a boy. I feel like boy names are harder than girl names. Really? But yeah. I've got a I've got a list. I uh, we were joking the other day because I told her I was like, well, hey, the, he needs a, a placeholder name until we like actually we can't just call him the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, what sounds uh, good when the nfl says so i was it. like we're just gonna call him toby for right now she's like what and i'm like listen not forever but i've got to call him something until i figure out what his actual name is gonna be i think of a dog when i think just i mean listen that's why i chose something that we weren't gonna hold okay. on to yeah <laughs> sorry all the toby's out there but yeah um she was like yeah that's a terrible name and i'm like I'm on. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Cut me some slack. Yeah. The running joke in my family is that my dad wanted to name me Olga, and if my name was Olga, I would be a raging lesbian, just because I got broad shoulders and a big ass. And if I had the German name, it w- I, I would have had to have been a lesbian. That's the running joke in my family. I mean, there's a lot of good things that have come out from it. That could come. I mean, yeah, but yeah. So I always make that joke. Especially with Reagan. <laughs> would she be your partner? I think I would try to go for her, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. She seems my... Yeah, I definitely like need a, I need a, a lipstick because I would be the butch, for sure. That's okay. <laughs> we always used to joke about the, like, it was the it was the question, be like, hey, how much money would it take for you to whatever? Yeah. Yeah, and the guys, that, that conversation would With get, other men? Oh, yeah. My it would get out of hand. I mean, it would get out of hand. <laughs> It's something, and then I mean the conversation. This was in college, and like the, con- I mean, they got real out of hand. Yeah. And I was like, "This is." Thank God there weren't phones and stuff back then. Yeah. Um. But anyway, all right. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, it's really fun. Like I said, I enjoy talking to you. Um, all right, guys. If you have any questions, you can find us on all the social medias: YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, CrossFitRife.com. Um, hit us up if you have questions. If you have questions for Alicia. Uh, she'd be happy to ignore those questions and, uh, I'll try to answer them in her place, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, reach out to us if you have any questions and, uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks. See ya. Bye.